I haven't listened to the uh, Matrix Online cast yet. I forgot to as well. I meant it, it's. I I downloaded it. I have not listened to it yet. No biggie. No. Whatever you guys want. Like I said, it's basically almost two hours of me rambling about Matrix Online with the other guy. Oh, so if we just kind of stitched a bunch of this podcast together, we get the same effect. Cool. <laughs> Pretty much, except we go into some stories and stuff like. And we talk about its good things and its downfalls for sure. So, like, despite what you believe like, me believing, it was like five minutes of good things and the rest of its downfall. Or this is what we have nice. To the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 187. Um, I don't have a cool related punchline or joke, oddly enough, for this. So 187 is a this. weird number. Is, it, well, it's, yeah. I always think of the, the Ice Cube song. Yep. There's an so. Ice Cube song about 187? Because 187 is slang so. for like homicide, or not slang, but a code oh, for homicide gotcha. for the police. That one. I did not know yeah. that. Charlie and the bubble you live in. No, I just know ice. <laughs> I just know Ice Cube from um, Body Count fame, not his so-called rap career. Ice Cube is not in Body Count. You're thinking Ice T, right? I Thank am. You for s- so many ice rappers out there. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Thank you for solidifying your stance in the bubble, sir. I don't fucking know rap. <laughs> Hello yeah. and welcome. To the Wicked Awesome Cast, guys. Or Wicked Awesome Rap You cast. got me on that one. I got nothing on that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, this is not the first time in my life I've made that mistake either. It's amazing. Of all the people to get tripped up by something like that, it's never Charlie. Charlie's usually the one who's pretty on it's it. Ice I'm, Cube I'm a little and Ice T. One goes in the other. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, this is, is this a new year, new you situation here? Oh. Well, that's all right. The future, you know. No, I won't. I will make this mistake many times over before I die. (laughs) Hindsight's twenty twenty, Charlie. If you lined up all of their, maybe you could know one song collectively (laughs) of all their discography, except for "Sandbag Me Forever." You have to acknowledge I say twenty (laughs) twenty. Uh, well, sandbag cast because Charlie's gonna stick to that. Yes, uh, we're the back. tactic is strong. Just saying. I hate you. Strong style. Hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we are we are a full cast. We've got Henry, aka Nomad Heart, aka Kraken Zero, and we've got Charlie, aka Mordak Undivided, aka the Sandbag, and of course me. I should Alex. change my gamer tag to that. You the Sandbag. That's a fantastic one. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably taken like, everywhere, but it's still a fantastic yeah, gamer tag. Mordak sandbag. No, that just could work. fucking strips of the sandbag. <laughs> and yes, I am Alex, aka Mave Online, aka the ruffled one, because he refuses to acknowledge it. So I think you're in Russell territory at this point. We're we're bordering on my Russell Rus- Jimmy's. <laughs> Jimmy's my Jimmy's are definitely getting rustled here. <laughs> it's 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 getting there. But yeah. Um, we're we're back. We've got the full team together. I'm we excited. Do. We've got some fun news. We've got wow news. And so we have bad fact- news too. <laughs> oh yes, we do. 
<laughs> so wow news is like sega news you either it's really good or it can't be good <laughs> but yes it it's um it is actually just for reminder's purpose it will be my i will be gone after this episode yeah because i am moving so i won't be on next to week. a house yeah Ooh. I bought a house. He's no longer homeless. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess now that we're segueing into this, I guess we could just start our, our yeah, weeks sure. and all that stuff. So I guess I'll just kick it off since I already said that. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, looks like everything's in order. We got underwriting approved and everything. So I sign stuff next week, and I have a house. So it'll be exciting. I'm scoping out the uh, the the setups in terms of that. I gotta get the internet scheduled. I wanted to see if I can get schedule the appointment before our actual move-in date. You can actually ask for that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. So, other than that, it's all been about moving. There's boxes everywhere. Um, and I think I mentioned last week, I hired movers, because fuck that. Yeah, you, uh, you've hit the <laughs> age where you realized your back's not as good as you are, and yeah, no. Yeah, I just don't want to have to worry about wrapping up a 55-inch TV. It's kind of more my thing. <laughs> But, um, yeah, most of our boxes are pretty much packed up this week. We're going to go pretty bare bones and then finally, uh, yeah, get on, moved out and settled into the new place. So I probably won't be on next week, but don't worry, guys. Um, I I'll report back from my findings in the shadow realm while I'm gone. Nope. No shadow realm. Yep. Well, I already said it. So, ha. Have fun living <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> but yeah no that's it for me uh everything pretty much has been moving point three wow which i'll get into when we cover the news topics it's oh, always fun when one of our weeks becomes the news where it's like yo i played a thing that is in the news in a good way no <laughs> all i gotta say is woo lad but yeah so anyway enough about me uh who wants to go next and talk about their week this week Mine will be quick. I, I know Henry was out, so he probably should go last so he can have the most time, if you will. Mm. I, I, I don't know why I wasn't so like the the, the, uh, the Destiny puzzle that's going on right now is cool, but I'm not vibing with it. I had a weirdly busy week of things like I, my work went to hell. So uh, I chose to spend my time wisely and easily watch the uh, Doom Eternal trailer at least 100 times. That trailer is fucking it's cool. It's such a good trailer. Like, I, I started looping it at one point, just as, like, a soundtrack to my working, and I was, the guy who sits next to me at work was like, why are, like, every minute and a half you suddenly go, like, yeah, 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 silently, I'm like, it's the part where the Doom Slayer cuts the demon into three parts and it matches the music, he's like, is that a song? I'm like, it might as well be at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that trailer so much, I... Mostly because it like it re-encapsulates my favorite part of Doom like 2016. I, I love Doom, New Doom, a lot. Like as someone who was like hard, this game is going to suck. My 180 on that game is like this is one of the greatest games ever made for like people like me that just want to shoot stuff in a single player mode. Like it is such a it is a fantastic game. Like for what that game is, no games come close to it. Like. It and Wolfenstein are like, yo, you want to kill some Nazis and or demons? Yeah, here's a shotgun. What's the plot? Do you want to kill some Nazis and or demons? 
oh, okay. Uh, yep. I mean, that's the thing. And the mechanics are just so, so well good. done. They are, I mean, they are all just an extension that just makes it. I yes. thought I'd get sick of the takedown maneuvers. You'd never get sick of the takedown maneuvers. They're so good. It reminds me of the Destiny takedown stuff. Like that stuff is always fun to do over and over. Like I appreciate those. You do the but... de- you do the takedowns in Doom way more than the Destiny ones because they're how you get health back. Like the goal yeah. is to do it on every single fucking enemy. And like, like oh, these will get boring. Fuck no, they don't. Every time you're like, yeah, murder yeah. with elbow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's safe to say I'm very excited for the new Doom for, for Doom Eternal. I, I I love the fact that they that like. I'm sure they knew this coming out of Doom 2016. They're like, man, people fucking love the voice that gives the whole Doom Slayer explanation of why the demons put you in a stone sarcophagus. And we're oh, going to yeah. put that in the trailer and make that like the narrator for this, for at least the trailer. I'm like, yes, because I love that <laughs> voice. And I love how they talk about the Doom Slayer. Like, everything about that aspect of the lore of Doom. I'm like, man, this is so good. I would just read like books or like, Listen to audio tapes about the Doom Slayer narrated in that like deep demony voice, which is just like we fear the Doom Slayer, but have to respect the Doom Slayer for his murderness. It's like, man, that is some respect <laughs> from demons. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I love the whole story of yeah. it. Yeah. And somehow it's like they made it all work. I mean, like it's it's even that's a continuation from Doom sixty four. You know, Doom, yeah. you know, the, it's it's <laughs> just perfect. Just so well done. I, I, yeah, like I've said, like I, I have problems with Doom 2016's multiplayer, as in, like, it shouldn't even fucking be in the game because it drags down the rest of, like, and I, that game is as close to perfect at what it does as a game can be, in my opinion. Like, it, there are better games out there, but, like, there's nowhere left to polish the main point of Doom 2016. And man, does it look like Doom Two that Doom, Doom Eternal's like? What if we polish Doom 2016 more? How? Oh, we found a way. We bought a new polisher. <laughs> we gave the Doom we gave the Doom Marine biceps again. Oh, and a shoulder missile launcher. Oh, and a grappling hook. Oh. <laughs> No, Zelda, yeah, we gave it to the Doom Marine. I've never wanted yeah. something more in my entire... It's on the super shoddy. Okay, then. And it works really well. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Th- like, everyone's... like Again, like, as someone who spent, like, the lead-up to Doom being like, man, fuck this bullshit, Doom is dead, die, and then Doom happened. I'm like, fuck yes, Doom is the greatest game of this year. Fuck everything. I will fuck... I think we give it to Hitman that year, because that game... Overall, is technically better because of a shitty multiplayer. But uh, regardless, super excited about that fucking game. The trailer is so good. If you haven't seen that trailer, go watch it. Like, even if you don't like Doom, that trailer is dumb fun. It, it, it lacks the implication of Doom Marine launching himself out of a BFG at a planet. But I'll take that still, where it's like people talking about like the Doom Marine in reverence, where it's like. He he has an eternal crusade. I'm like, is it a crusade or just like I'm gonna kill everything with my fists? <laughs> yeah, and in more serious, not watching the Doom Eternal trailer a hundred times news. I 
I'm back playing Starfinder. My group is back up and running after our holiday hiatus. It turns out I really fucking miss playing Starfinder. I've I only bring this one up because we had a fantastic session where I kind of wrote it to go one way and then courtesy of a series of hilariously terrible dice rolls, the entire populace of a planted a 180 on a character that should have been like worshipping as like a demigod. They're like, fuck you, you ain't shit. <laughs> and it was great. What have you been up to, Henry? Well, um, I've been uh, watching a bunch of Lupin the Third. It is an ongoing anime series. New you Lupin, just, uh, some new stuff. Um, there's there have been specials coming out and stuff, and I love to check that out. I noticed there was new Lupin out there again. Yep, and e- and even watched a little bit of the previous like TV series, the last TV series I was on, which was just a couple of years ago, which is great. Is it? It's a series that loops in really loops in the whole idea of social media a great take on that which is super cool but yeah um yeah i was just watching some loop in the third specials um i've been still watching uh laid back camp because it's super chill and cool relaxing yes and been playing a bunch of destiny 2 it's so weird having someone else on this podcast say that sentence yeah, and all right. So my only kind of complaints with it are the quest system is unwieldy. Well, because you also have way too many quests right now. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that, and just they get hard to track because some of them do a thing and then they don't really tell you what really you have great clue on where to go or what to do. It's like, which you know, for new players is harder. It's like. Do a challenge. What's a challenge? So it's like, uh, or it'll ask you to do things that aren't obvious that it doesn't point out to you. Yeah. The the navigation system is awful. It's like just don't rely on yeah, it to it's get you pretty anywhere. Bad. Yeah. The uh, I wish that there was actually a mini map on just your screen instead of a useless radar. I mean. The little thing is literally utterly useless. You can I don't pop know. the ghost and kind of drop a waypoint. Yeah, but I mean, it's like the, the I'd be great if the little circle in there actually was a mini map and actually had sort of terrain there. That that would make things a little bit easier. But as it stands, it's just like a random circle with dots that you never look at. It's like I don't even see why it exists. To be honest. Um, because it doesn't even go out far enough to be useful for any sort of meaningful tracking. So it's like, why why are you a thing? It'd be also nice if it had, you know, cardinal directions on it. So that you know which direction you're going. Yeah. That would be nice. There's just so many little things they could do just to make it a little bit easier, a little bit better to use. But I guess um I guess the other thing that annoys me is the fact that the color you know the colors that you can attach to equipment the the they're they're like one use and then they're you know it's like you can't use them for anything else mm. and it's really hard to find a color you like and you can't just find a bunch of it you just have to run into it by complete accident and that's that's annoying yeah <clears throat> once you get them you can pull them out of your um 
uh, collections, but yeah. You have to play a lot of that game to get all the colors you want. And I found a few, but yeah, I've been playing mainly playing Destiny 2, making my way through its various quests and quest lines. Some of them, I... Well, it's kind of bad that occasionally I definitely have to bring up a wiki about it to figure out what I'm so... Yeah, like, I, I actually have wondered about that. A bunch of things for that game that are kind of no longer in the meta. It's like, oh yeah, is anyone still even doing any of this bullshit anymore? Yeah, and some things are like... Uh, I, I think... Yeah, I, I think that there's just a bit... It's weird to say, but too many quests... It, yeah, no, uh, yes. coming a, into that game after three years of things is probably definitely a problem. Yeah, so I mean, it just seems like there's an overload of quests. I think because if you've been playing this all along, this is what's keeping you going. Yeah. The fact that there's lots of campaigns and quests that you can hit on. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been making my way kind of steadily through that, just kind of exploring, well, doing the sort of main quest line of a planet of death, you know, and yeah. not going much further than that, because I know I'm going to be returning to the planet to do other stuff. So where just are, yeah, you're, you're playing it correctly. Like, it's, the, the goal right now is just fucking burn through that thing as fast as you can. Just, just touch each planet, that way I get a good feel for each, do the, you know, the minimum quests that I need to finish off yeah. that planet, or at least the main line quest, and then I can go back there and explore the other stuff. On yeah. It. So I'm just I'm I'm um I'm about to go to Dreaming City or Dreaming Okay, yeah, I think uh, that's my... the Dreaming City. Yeah, that's Yeah. I suspect you will think the Dreaming City is really cool. Yeah, and that's that's the next thing up. And th- at that point I'm almost done with just touching every area, I guess. Have I you think been to the moon one yet? after that? Yeah, oh yeah, I did go to the moon just to try out the moon and yeah, it's super haunted. Yep. Stupid haunted. Moon's haunted. <laughs> yep, really fucking haunted. But yeah, that was cool because there's a whole cinematic and whole kind of quest line for that. And that's that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of just you know trying to make my way slowly through it, and then I I have figured out that I don't like Crucible. I do like Gambit a lot though. Gambit's real fucking good. Gambit's super fun. Gambit is like the best PvP mode in a long time. Yeah, yeah because you, it's not only just killing other players; it's doing that on occasion when you have yeah. you know when you do the crossovers. But for the most part, you're kind of staying on your side and just trying to be better at PVE rather than PvP. I don't play Crucible much. That really just comes down to who has the better weapons and, and armor. Yeah, there's. Crucible has some problems. Yeah, it, yeah, it just feels like, yeah, there's definitely some weapons that are better for PvP as well. Oh yeah, and that's no, annoying. Like, there's even some rolls on certain guns that are good for PvP. Uh, you're living in a post recluse breaking shit world, which, uh, that was a dark time period. There, there were certain guns in the game that you <laughs> had to get from high end PvP activities that were game breaking and other moods. Hmm. I have a gun right now called Ariana's Val that I'm a big fan of, yeah. and I've just been kind of keeping it, you know, I keep upgrading it so that it stays relevant. 
mainly because I it's super useful because it goes through shields. Yeah, it goes it's through the hand any cannon. shield. Yep. yep, hand cannon that so I've gone with the hand cannon handgun sword set because I like light weaponry. Do you have a bow yet? Yeah, I have a bow. I don't like it as oh. much as the hand cannon though. There's some silly and, bows. The hand can- yeah, because the hand cannon goes through shields, the one I have. Yeah. And that's you know, for PvE, that's super useful. It's absolutely useless for PvP because it gives you no advantage. That's you know, there again, there's a you know, there that's that's a that's the sort of the issue. My favorite gun gives me no advantage whatsoever yep. in PvE. So yeah. Um I've I switched to using the uh knife super. Because I think it's fucking it's, blade barrage. It's just blade barrage. It's just knives out, awesome. bitches. <laughs> yep. So that's that's cool. I like that a lot. And I've been using kind of a combination of armor abilities that kind of utilize that. Yeah, you're deep enough as and well you can as, start upgrading stuff actually. Yeah, I mean I've got you know, I've I use the fire grenade works in line with the fire knives. And also, I've like got a few abilities on there, on my armor now that will do things like if I do a finisher, reload all of my weapons. Yeah, which is nice. Um, I'm I've switched to using the headbutt finisher for a moment. I'm not sure if I like it as much oh, as I the love uh, that one as the one you. You know, you can make it so you can cycle through random finishers, right? Yeah, yeah. that's I feel the correctish but, way to play. <sighs> But yeah, the uh, I do like. I think the headbutt is cool, though. It is just kind of cool. To just yeah. dump somebody so hard that they die. But they just well, I mean, first depending on what they are, fade into nothingness. You headbutt them so hard that they stop existing. So that's fun. Hell <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm still playing uh, KOF All Star as well, though. So. Um, being, well, I, I definitely got the newest character, Whip, because she just, you can just get her very easily mm-hmm. right now. Because there's a special thing going on where it's just spin the wheel. Chances are you're going to get her with just the free spins that you get. So Is that the regular Whip? The Yeah. Okay. Because I got the uh, Christmas Whip. Yeah. I've been um, playing that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, regular whip is available now. If you just do the roulette, there's a special event going on with a roulette thing. It's like, and one of the things they can land on is you just get you just get her character, and the other things are you can get also get some of the. Uh, 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 I can't remember, what it's but in any case, yeah, it's pretty easy to get her. So I and she's pretty powerful. She's pretty useful, mainly because her whip has a big range. Mm. And and it she's does. really good for 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 dealing with groups. So, so I, I've kind of put her onto my main team now. My main team right now. I'm using baseball Yuri because she came with she. I think everybody gets her, mm-hmm. and she's fun. Um, and I'm using a '97 Athena, and then Whip now. '97 Athena is really good. You can pretty much infinite combo people with her if you know what you're doing. Mm. She's like, yeah, I I can like I've been in the tournament doing the not the tournament thing, but the uh what the other match matchup things. 
and I overperform simply by using her. I, I can easily beat like teams that are way more powerful than I should be able to simply because she just overperforms. She's way powerful because of how, how well she can just combo the crap out of people. Mm. So, but yep. Is that so, potentially that was, more of a broken game thing at that point, or? No, not, not really, I guess. And it doesn't really matter so much, because, I mean, there's still, I mean, she's not invincible. Sure. And it's not really an infinite, but it can be kind of close to one, depending on how dumb the AI is being. So, yeah, um, as far as, like, actual, I mean, there's actual OP characters because they include the stupid SNK bosses as, as characters that you could possibly get. And SNK bosses, it's a meme when it comes to fighting game. Mm. They've just, they're kind of universally known for just being horribly unfair, just horribly overpoweredly unfair. S- some of them much worse than others. And you can just get them and use them, and they are very, very powerful. So it's just like really just destroy the game. It's like you get Chrysalid, you get like Goints. Yeah, you get one of them and they just kind of ruin things. I mean, even like uh, Orochi Yori uh, is super OP. But yeah, but there again, it's like there's no, I mean, there is a PvP in it, but I haven't, I've never found, I managed to actually match up with anybody for that. So, um, it doesn't really matter about the OP characters, I guess. Not sure. Much. But anyway, that was my week. It was a good week Ooh. for gaming. Sounds it. Yeah. Now that you've been talked about KOF All Stars, I've been playing it more and more, and I have to say, I really do. Uh, I really do enjoy it. Yeah. It's it's a fun like you don't have to you know like a lot of phone games you don't have to spend a lot of time on it per day it's like you just log in you get so much like free stuff it's just like yeah well there's not a real need to pay for anything because you just get so much for free every mm-hmm. single day but anyways yeah all right shall we look at the news I then I suppose we shall Uh, Let's start with potentially the biggest news of the week. Sony is skipping E3 2020, despite having a new console out this year. Weren't they gone last year? Yeah, it's two years in a row. Yep. Further solidifying the theory that we've talked about here, that as things get more and more digital with, like, Nintendo Directs, there's no need to go to E3. Well, so, and kind of along those same lines, the theory last year was Sony didn't have anything really big to show off, so they didn't bother having an E3. They have a new fucking console this year. That should yeah. be a thing you go to a press conference for, and it's unclear if that means there just won't be at E3 if they'll be saying that goes a- would make a ton of sense, mm-hmm. hypothetically. Like, you don't need to even be at E3 and be at E3. EA has proven that pretty aggressively at this point. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, however, Microsoft, Xbox basically said that they will be there. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I think it's kind of reaching the end of its useful life, much like a console. I, I think it's also been just such a complicated year for... 
<laughs> the idea of going to E3 in some ways after what has happened at E3 in the last year, it's like, man, you are making a very deliberate choice in a potentially very weird way. Unintentionally, even at that point. Hmm. Yeah. The joys of leaking all them personal press information for all those journalists. Yeah. yeah. I, so, let's speculate while we move on. Do you think this is the last kind of big E3? I think E3 will continue for the foreseeable future. But so we saw those documents about trying to rebrand the thing into more of a pack style thing. Like, are the number of years E3 is actually relevant the way E3 is currently numbered? I think it's already reached the end of what. It, like, it's definitely like what it was, you know, what it once was. That is not what it is now. And it's not held to nearly as being seen as being obviously as important to the larger ones, but I mean, what do you think about its importance to smaller companies that can't hold their own Nintendo Direct or, you know, that aren't the monolith, massive monolith that is Sony that literally makes everything? Well, I don't disagree, like, but who are you talking about specifically in this case? I don't know, like Devolver Digital or some smaller company like that. I mean, do you think that it's still a venue for these smaller you know, mid-sized companies to get a kind of press on them, you know, get press eyes on them. I, it's kind of a, I, I mean, right, personally speaking, I think it's kind of a mixed bag because as far as difficulty of being able to, like, stream your own Nintendo Direct, anybody can do yeah. that. The problem so. is the kind of like the medium of the, the outreach is, I guess, the, the harder part. Yeah. Like, I think in some way you do, like, for, I think for mid to lower, like, not even, like, not to like, I say lower, like it sounds weird, but like, you know, like mid sized companies in terms of popularity to like new indie, like maybe E3 is a good thing. Like it, it'd be good for them, but you also have other ones like Indiecade and things like packs, that. But like, true. packs, you know, for smaller games. But like, honestly, like, I don't know. It's kind of mm. a mixed bag because you do also have the generation of like people who are kickstarting things. And I mean, that's always a mixed bag, but. Yeah, like what's what's that ship game that's never going to come out, but people have dropped millions uh, into? Yeah, Star Citizen. Star Citizen never go to E3. They have their own fucking conference, or they have got, they have a BlizzCon. They literally yeah, have their own go. BlizzCon every year, which is insult to injury. But yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But have they ever been to E3? Mm, I don't. Yes, at the PC show, which isn't technically even part of E3. Hmm. There you go. So, I mean, it's potential. It's possible to kind of just do it on your own. I mean, sure, it's a medium that helps you get faster, but because it's an established thing. But to be honest yeah. with you, like the fact that E3 has been dropping in quality more and more just further kind of adds to the whole thing of like, maybe you can do this on your own and just have it like premiered on like Xbox or something like that. Like have like, like attach yourself to like a bigger company, if you will, at first, but like you're your own thing, I guess. Kind of like being like Xbox publisher game, but you're your own dev studio. Yeah, I don't know well, if that's that making sense, but yeah. Well, I think the real thing that to determine whether E3 sticks around is if journalists deem it as something important to attend. If they, I mean, so you know, Sony leaving, you know that you know, a certain amount of journalists might actually say, 
you know, maybe we'll give E3 a bit of a pass or, you know, only kind of report it in a side way, but not really focus on it so much. So, I mean, that's E3 lives on the fact that, you know, we exist because you can come here and you get press. Well, if the press aren't there, then that that's really what's going to term it. So really, I think the metric might be how much do the press believe that is an important thing? Because the second that they say meh is the second it stops existing. So well, that's that's kind of my thought. I, mean, on I it. think you're racing a clock at this point, too, because like to your point. It's you don't need to be at E3 anymore to cover E3. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming yeah. out of it. Yeah, like we've covered yeah. it every time. I mean, we've been covering it. So, I mean, obviously, it can be covered yeah, without attending it at all. You don't need to be at the press conferences. They are out there at this point. Mm-hmm. So, mm, I don't know. Like I said... If it ever is a thing where, I mean, that is like if the press don't attend yeah. it or think it, that's when it stops existing. It's not really going to be as much about Sony leaving. The reason that's important to end up with less press interest yeah. in attending. And if the press don't attend, then it doesn't exist. Well, it's also kind so of, that- you think of it, a third or a quarter of the gaming community, if you will, kind of thing. Like if how you think of things, it is. The PlayStation is a quarter of the gaming community, kind of just based on yeah. the four platforms. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, we're not considering Stadia platform yet. Okay, we're talking about the consoles and, and PC. Then with PC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, shall we continue? Oh, but we forgot the Soldier Boy console. Uh, Sorry, you're absolutely That's- right. The. Uh, the greatest console ever made. Oh my gosh. You forgot about Soldier Boy. Hey! <laughs> uh, I was driving recently somewhere and I was a song, but like something made me think of that ongoing joke we have of like the you. I'm like, what the fuck is it now? <laughs> uh. All right, so next news. Uh, where shall we go next? Monster Hunter Iceborne may or may not be deleting some P on PC. Oh boy! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I I really hope Capcom gets their shit together for the next Monster Hunter on PC. Not saying Monster Hunter on PC is bad, but the fact it's not in sync with the console version has been the reason I have not swapped over to it. Hmm. Huh. It's got like a six month lay on it essentially because Iceborne's been out for a while on the consoles. It came out in like September, I want to say, or something. I had heard about Iceborne already being out, and then I had a bunch of talking about Iceborne. And I'm like, didn't that come yeah, out? It, did. Already? it came out on consoles, then your lag. It came out like this month on PC. Yeah, it came out like last yeah. week, I think. Yeah. Huh. Good job, yep. Capcom. And it's and so here's the problem. To avoid the problem yourself, you have to quit the game when it asks you, "Do you want to save before you quit?" <laughs> yeah, sorry. Do you want to do, do you want to close without saving? The answer is yes. You do apparently. 
That's that seems yep. backwards, but okay. Yeah. Not great, because that game is great. Um, where to go next? Should we cover uh, some uh, big delays this week? Sure. Uh, Final Fantasy yeah. VII got delayed until April. Phoenix Avengers game got delayed till sometime in September. One of these is the Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of meh about the Avengers game, yeah. which is uh, which is interesting that they you know that you know the makers of you know, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest managed to take a popular, you know, super popular thing like Avengers and have everybody just kind of go, yeah, oh, okay. Uh, for those kind of uh, curious about how up in arms they should be pushed back a month, essentially, a, a month and seven days to be precise, which deal probably it's better for positioning yeah. or something. Not great if you were making plans around fucking March 4th being your day off and stuff, but... Mm. Mm. It's a little less worrying than the Avengers one, which got pre- which got bumped from May to September. That's <laughs> some time. Yeah, and, that's, and that's a new season. Here's the thing, though. I'm 100% okay with it. Yeah. I- totally 100% okay with it, because A, you're not super stressing out people with, like, crunch time, at least as far as we know. Video game All delays right, equal I crunch. Say about that, but so, let's so, continue. So this is this is my this is my view on it. I'm not in the industry, so I'd love your feedback on my theory on this. Number one, I think it's I think it's good because they're not forcing them to meet a deadline they talked about, so they're not going over the top crazy with like super extreme levels of crunch. Is my theory. Two, um, The Witcher, I think two or whatever was delayed. A lot, like when that first so was coming out. So we haven't out, gotten to that, that one yet. <laughs> you want a, 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 kind of Alex is alluding to it. Cyberpunk twenty seven has also been delayed till September. Okay, well you had said September. That was like, oh, I thought that we was uh, that's <laughs> Avengers. Avengers has been moved now from a month to the month of Cyberpunk. Now, in theory, comes out. So, but fuck this September. is the thing. Yeah, like, but this is the thing. You would think that that would make you, you, you like you would think that that would be the thing that if they gave it more time, oh, we're not going to have crunch. No, usually it means there's definitely going to be crunch. Yeah. And that's 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 the bad part about it. Like it actually often means that they're squeezing in like 10 new things. Yeah. If that's some of these like sometimes it depends on the company. Some of these companies, the crown said, we're not adding anything new. We're just taking more time to develop it. That usually means that they're like, we're going to try to avoid crunch here because we wanted to get finished well. But mm-hmm. but like CD Projekt Red has already said, yeah, we're going to still have crunch on 77. Gotcha. They've, already okay. admit, they've already admitted to it. And so it's like, and, and it's a real problem because this is why. All right. So there is a something called agile methodology and Agile, sometimes it's referred to as Scrum. Scrum is one of the things you do as part of Agile. But the idea behind it is the decisions on technology and how long something should take to make is in the hands of the engineers that are making it. Where there's a kind of a flow line between like the, you know, the kind of the person 
asking for or needing certain things to be in the game that comes up through, you know, the executives and, you know, directors and stuff saying that these are what we need the game to do. These are tasks that need to be done. This is what needs to be done. But then the engineers go in and say, all right, here's how long it will take to do these things. It's there's more to it than that. It's a more complex and is actually well spelled out and very specifically sort of measured. But that's what it's supposed to do. But that's rarely used at companies even now at software companies. It's agile methodology is still very rarely used at companies. If it was used, you wouldn't have crunch because you wouldn't have deadlines based on, you know, uh, by a, you know, somebody not in engineering saying, all right, get this done in six months. And the people in engineering being like, we haven't told you how long we think it might take. We haven't even had a meeting to discuss that yet. I mean, now you've told us six months. And that's that's what keeps happening here, you know, with a, you know, all right, three months here, whatever. I would be much happier if they did more like what we see more in times with movies and like coming next fall, you know, very, you know, loose, bland, you know, ideas. And then as it gets close to time, then like, oh, oh September 15th, you know, instead of mm-hmm. announcing September 15th, three years in advance. So, I mean, it's, it's, this is yet another problem that will be alleviated if, you know, basically if there's unions for game devs, like, they'll be like, no, we're not working 90 to 120 hour weeks to get your game, to get this game finished because we like to live and not die. Mm Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's like expected. It's like, oh, crunch, you should just, that's just what you do when you're a programmer. Why? No, it shouldn't be expected to sacrifice all 100% of your waking hours to a game. Well, no, that's, like, that's in a perfect world. If you're doing the whole, like, if, if you, if you are indeed extending it out to like just, if in a perfect world, crunch is not caused by, added features. If the delay is not caused by added features, it still means you're crunching because someone fucked up your timetable and you just didn't get it done fast enough. Yeah, yeah like that, that, my industry is not quite gaming, but we're like, oh, we push back a, de- a deliverable date. That's awesome, right? No, it means that's probably closer to the deliverable date should have always been, but because we're now yep. behind schedule, we're going to be expected to go hard on this one. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, essentially, like I said, the people often making the decisions on when the deadline is aren't people that are actually involved in the development of said yeah. of said aspect. But, I mean, there there is definitely a thing of uh, a feature bloat where there is, like, you'll have people keep tacking things on. I mean, that's what happened to Assassin's Creed Unity. They, they, they tacked on, like, this multiplayer thing at the very end of development. And that's why it just worked off like crap. It was awful because it was tacked on because somebody in marketing or somebody, some decision makers like, Hey, you know what? It'd be nice to have multiplayer in this game that we didn't make originally for multiplayer. And then they tack it on there and it's awful because of course it's going to be. So that's another thing that does definitely happen in software development too, is you'll have people coming in at the last minute and saying, you know, it'd be nice if we had this in the game, even though it's maybe the game wasn't even remotely yeah. to do that, but 
Anyways. Shall we move on? Hmm. Yeah. Yes, it's been a season of delays, if you will. Um, uh, Let's do a quick one. Uh, Google expects to reach 120 games, some of them exclusives, on Stadia in 2020. that feels like on paper an achievable goal. I'm not sure it will do them any good, but that should be a thing you can in I, theory do. I want to know who the fuck wants to sign up an exclusive well, contract with Stadia. One, technically. Who? Guilt, which is coming to other ones eventually, but... Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Say uh, I'm with you on that one. Like the 120 games sounds reasonable. Like I've probably played Ooh. 120 games easily in this console generation. So one would assume there's companies out there that are like, yo, we can totally put more games out on Stadia. Just give us how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get that sweet Stadia money. <laughs> Indeed. Guess what? We're talking about money. Um,. Uh, 2019 was a very bad year for the Epic Store. Uh, a very bad year. They Epic bad. They only made 680 million dollars. 90 percent of it was Fortnite. Well, <laughs> well, a whole lot of it was actually exclusives yep. because Epic's had. Where'd toe the line, people? You stood up to the Epic Store and slapped down your credit card with defiance. <laughs> Way to go, boycotters of the of the Epic Store. You couldn't wait to play uh, Borderlands. Epic Store. Way to uh, hold the line. Yep. Damn it, guys. We agreed <laughs> Epic Store bad. Yeah. You weak-willed bastards. You couldn't pirate like everyone yep. else. It's almost like piracy is getting harder and harder. Hmm. Uh, but while we're on the Epic Store, uh, maybe open, or they'll be using Open Critic as a review. Or, I guess, maybe the right word. There will soon be game reviews yeah. on the sea of Open Critic, uh, which explained to me before we kind of started up the podcast today is like Metacritic. So read into that as much as you want. Mm. Aggregate ratings. Woo. Basically, what it is, I I haven't really used it that much, but I mean, yeah, I mean it is an aggregator, but I guess it's doesn't necessarily use as <laughs> I don't know if this is bad, but it, it also gets from you know blogs and just channels and all sorts of yeah. things. So mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I just yeah I don't know. Uh, we've you know we've talked about before you know just numbering reviews probably doesn't make a whole lot of those are the ones they're only going to see like any non ones aren't going to show up in the system and I guess as part of this Tim Sweeney got out there and said that yeah we may do kind of not we may may, uh, we'll do user reviews eventually but it's going to be an opt-in thing because you know review which mm, it sounds like a cop-out but I'm kind of with him on that one like the Valve stance on this one occasionally feels like a little too, it's like, oh, you can review whatever. It's like, uh, you shouldn't be allowed to just own the game and review it. You should have had to have either put in a majority amount of time and or if you, like, 
say it's like if the game is a 20 hour game and you've successfully played like 300 hours of it game a bad score mm, i don't know about that one because you could like an example i've i've played final fantasy 10 and for the most part the game has it's like I don't know, like it's highs and yeah. lows, but the ending was absolute garbage, no, well, and obviously you don't know the ending. What I'm you saying is, like, if that game is a hundred hours long, and you play like a major multiple of that number, it's like playing through once and not liking it, and playing through it five times and then saying you don't like it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would much rather have somebody play longer and give it a bad review than have someone who barely plays the game, be like, nope, this game's... Sure, I, I'm, more t- I'm more talking about the people that are like, I played this 10-hour game for 500 hours, and it sucks now. And it's like, how the fuck did you play this game for 500 hours? <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's like, I have games that I put in a few hours in, and then ultimately decided, yeah, this game sucks. Mm. Like, but not like, hundreds of hours and then like sucks or this game is like really like how why why did you subject yourself to this for like <laughs> hundreds of hours or even like 10 yeah, hours I, that that's what i'm talking about like it's i'm not saying you can't say a game is bad but like when your behavior demonstrates you don't think that game is bad or like i'm playing this game to stuff on the developers I don't get yeah. that. Yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> this pornography look, 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 is disgusting guys. and distasteful. You have watched this video every day for four years. It's disgusting and distasteful. <laughs> yep. Look, look. I get what you're trying to say, guys. But say Epic it's Store the worst. <laughs> oh, uh, I said Epic the wrong store thing. Bad. <laughs> also, everybody's yeah. bad. But Epic Store really bad. Speaking of um, everyone is bad, <laughs> do you want to talk about Smash? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I I remember reading. I, so I saw the, the the announcement. I just want to tell the story real quick before we go into the news on this one. So I, I saw a text message from Charlie, and I want to read it to you guys verbatim because I think it was probably one of the best text <laughs> messages describing the situation here. Let me see here. Let us take a moment to appreciate this great time we live in. They finally added a Fire Emblem character with a sword to smash. Fans are pleased. No one is upset. The salt does not flow like wine. Everything is good in Smashland. As soon as I saw that, I looked online only to find out that they added this character and... Woo, lad! I have never enjoyed watching React videos, Nintendo announcement, more than the, like, in between my watching, I watched a shit ton of, like, FGC and Hardcore Smash people who were convinced they were getting Dante from Devil May Cry 3, or some version of Dante into Smash, up until, like, I... They made it like two thirds of the way through that direct before they realized it wasn't a work or something. Oh, the, the cognitive, like the, the, the mass dissonance on this topic was just delectable. Like going into this, so many so convinced. It's like, it's obviously Dante. This is awesome. This means Smash is legit. And 
Byleth happens. And then you had people like, I, I, I love Maximilian, dude. Go watch his react video to this because he refuses to believe this is happening for a solid <laughs> 10 minutes. Like, they get up into Sakurai, like, demonstrating the mechanics. He's like, this is awesome. Obviously, it work. And I'm like, no, it isn't, fucker. My favorite response is the Kotaku writer who did a uh, lineup of the next six additional fighters. But and of course it's 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 a shit place. Oh, yeah. They're all oh, fire yeah. emblem characters. But I love that the sixth one that he's listing here is just three yeah. swords. Well, so and for those who don't quite get why this is funny or what we're talking about, uh, one might say that the Smash community has had a lot of seemingly identical characters, uh, down to the first Fire Emblem characters to show up in Smash back in what was it Melee? I think were Marth and Roy, who, mm-hmm. despite some minor differences, kind of played almost exactly the same. And if, despite some kind of mechanical differences, man, there have been a lot of Fire Emblem characters in the Smash games moving forward. And man, all of them have had swords. <sighs> but I'm just... I, I personally am relieved that Nintendo has finally found a way to get this beloved franchise about medieval combat and swords into Smash in this way. I It feels underrepresented <laughs> and due at this point. I know the Fire Emblem fan base was screaming for this to happen. It's about goddamn time they got a character in Smash. See, I was just hoping that the new character, the uh, the version of Sonic from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out. See, that's that's what I was waiting. For. <laughs> I just looked up. I, I, I just Google Fire Emblem characters in Smash, and someone made a fantastic shit post where it's listing like Mario is a Fire Emblem character. <laughs> I, so to actually cover this with the like maybe not reverence it's due but like actually do our jobs and cover this one um Byleth is the player character from the new Fire Emblem game uh I'm blanking on the name of all of a sudden um Three, Three houses. houses sorry yeah, that that like has been a fucking giant smash success the character does have some variability it's got three it's like essentially it's got three weapon skits for the three like the four three, four legendary weapons of this uh, of the yeah of three houses it also has uh the new character has both male Which and female yeah, in the game, in the game you can choose you can choose yeah. your gender you know between the male and the yeah. female models its default setting is character with flaming sword its alternatives are character with weirder flaming sword pole arm or axe actually maybe a bow my yeah. bad They do seem to have some change on gameplay, but not major ones. Yep. That's got kind of an I guess. Everyone is excited about this turn of events. No one is upset. That's fucking great. <laughs> I knew it was going to be juicy when I saw the text message from Charlie. But- but but they they made up for it by putting out five yeah, new skins for you're the You're more me. upset by this one than I am, and I I, I get why. I'm not saying I'm not, yeah. really, I'm not really so much Passionate. upset. I just think it's yeah. hilarious that it was that they're like putting in the character you wanted. And 
And they are actually pretty cool skins, to be honest. Yeah. I, well, the Cuphead one is just yeah. Cuphead. It's just Cuphead is inherently Cuphead. cool, but yeah. Yep. Bugman! Yep. Uh, no, no salt in that community this week. It's nothing but smooth sailing. Yep. Uh, While well, we're talking about Nintendo, the Switch Lite sold over a million units in Japan in three months. Ooh, wow. People want a more portable Switch, yeah, I guess. I, my takeaway from this one, it's kind of a shitty takeaway, is maybe the Switch is inherently flawed and you should fix it, Nintendo. Like, that the fact that this thing is selling as well as it does maybe means the Joy-Con idea, while neat, is bullshit. This is another thing to lose, hypothetically, while you're on the go. I, Yeah, I've We've talked about this before. I have that like dock thing. I, I, it's the first thing I recommend anyone who owns a Switch buy because it makes that thing feel less fragile. And yeah, it doubles the damn thing's thickness. But it's on a plane now instead of being like, I wonder if this will snap in half now. It is also weird that the Switch perpetually makes me go, man, the fucking PSP Vita was okay as a portable console. It had two Ooh. joysticks. Like, don't get me wrong, that thing had flaws, but like, for what that thing was, it should have done way fucking better. Yeah. You want to cover some Valve news? Sure. Valve's bad. Valve very bad. <laughs> because they had to officially get out there and say that Left 4 Dead 3 is not happening. Not as VR, not as a more traditional game. No one is working on it. Stop saying they are. Which, of course, leads us game journalists to believe absolutely working on it right now. <laughs> yeah, that's it's kind of sad. I mean, this it's still Left 4 Dead 2 is still one of my favorite games. I still go back yeah. and play that on occasion. It's just that fun. I like it. There's nothing like it. Yeah. But at the same time, while you're uh, mad about that, it turns out Valve managed to sell out of their Index VR headset. It's kind of crazy. It really kind of blows my mind that we're at a time now where VR for the masses is starting to kind of be a thing. I mean, not quite there. It's still priced out of most budgets, but not as many as it used to be. I mean, we're talking, you know, VR at one point was just like, you know, several, you know, $10,000 systems that you had to, that were, you know, had to get all custom done and stuff. And now, you know, less than a thousand. And in some cases, you know, lower than $500. And that's, that's, yeah, it's getting in squarely into the territory of somebody with their usable cash now where it can be bought. So, uh, yeah, that's sting, I have to say. Yeah. Welcome to the future. It's kind of terrible, but a case thing. Yeah. Yeah. It sure looks like Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Fucking cool. This is cool. Yeah. Thank you, PS4, for beta testing the game. You. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I am I have been interested yeah. in that game. I just oh, and that cool. game on like a super powered console would just look stunning because it already looks stunning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
like I said, thanks guys for working out the yeah. kinks for the real gamers to uh, enjoy. Yeah. It seems like this is possibly courtesy of actually Death Stranding, ironically. That thing is coming to PC eventually. It's run on the engine of Horizon Zero Dawn. So it's possible. Yeah. Really? It's, oh. Yeah. It's hmm. by um, Gorilla Games' engine, which is just a fucking amazing engine. And it's the fucking Killzone games. They are great looking games. Yeah. I mean, hell, this game definitely held its own, too. Like, oh, it was, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn is phenomenal, yeah. and I remember watching you play some of that, and God, it was so... It, played well? I, like, it, yeah. It, it no, has definitely. some of my favorite mecha design of all time. Okay. On the mechs. With a bow. I, yeah, I... Most of this makes me excited for a sequel, because I... I really hoped there'd be a sequel to that game, but it wasn't totally clear if there would be a sequel, but yeah, that, mm. it, A, we are getting one, and B, like, this could have, give me the whole new life into that franchise, I think, because that is a game that like some of the modding you could do for it could be real fucking badass. Not that I care about such things. Oh, yeah, I look forward to seeing, uh, what's the main, main character's um, name? Aloy. I look forward to Aloy hunting uh, Thomas a Tank Engine fucking Dude, I didn't even think of that. Wild. That would be so fucking cool. You you think the, the modern community won't do some shit like that? <laughs> I'm yeah, more Charlie? surprised by the Have modern you know? communities than with Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> well, it's, it's Thomas the Tank Engine. There's Engine. Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. That with like Resident Evil, where like instead of hearing like Star or whatever the sound the fucking Nemesis yeah. makes. He would go, ooh, yeah, and just like running down the yeah. halls and shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. Hilarious. That's the yeah. mods I like, not some of the other ones out there. No. At least that's a jumping off point, I guess. Speaking of mods I don't like, Elder Scrolls Online and you vampires. Yeah. Uh,. I know a guy who plays Elder Scrolls Online. I need to try this game at some point, I think. Like I it's been on my list where I look hmm. Yeah, it's it's so it's surprisingly good. I have like, heard. One of the things <laughs> So one of the things I've heard like about it that I thought was really great mechanic is you can level yeah. anywhere. The entire world scales to your level. So yeah, if, you want, cool. if you wanted to travel to like the high end zones or, or the normal ones where like the end content stuff is normally level up around that area. But it also means or you can level up. At, but more importantly, it means you can go back and just do the stories at your own pace and stuff too. Exactly. Yeah, everything is at your own like pace thing. So I think personally that aspect yeah. of it, just the fact that you can literally go any fucking great, implement something like this for Shadowlands, but. I think Elder Scrolls Online right technically now, has no... it right now too, just not as seamless as this. No, yeah. it's, it's it's not like yeah. with mm. Elder Scrolls Online, you can literally go anywhere yeah. and level. And wow, mm. you have to work your way through. The first few levels are any content from this expansion, next expansion, so on and yeah. so forth. Like these guys, literally anywhere. Name of this thing. So the Dark Heart of Skyrim is coming to Elder Scrolls Online. It's got vampires, yo. Yeah, buddy. I'm looking, uh, XX, was it, was it Jacob, or what was the fucking vampire from, ah, uh, can't I remember his name. No, Jacob know. was the wolf, right? 
I, Twilight oh, Empire. You're making a uh, Skyrim joke. I don't. I don't know. Oh, man. you're Skyrim. Oh, we're still talking about we, Twilight. Apparently, we are. Well, if I'm going to make a character in Elder Scrolls that's a vampire, I clearly I don't need to make think one. You can make a vampire. Actually, I think you're fighting vampires. Oh. Womp yeah. womp. Uh, X Edward XX. That's what I was going to call him. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is this is yeah. cool. So, I, yeah, this is the one thing Bethesda doesn't fuck up and seems to get right. Shall we uh, talk about oh, internet I, powers being used for good or? Um, let's go with internet powers being used for. All good. right. So, they finally fixed uh, fi- uh, uh, Street Fighter Five's netcode. So, this is a fun for years. Capcom could not fix the fucking code for the for the netcode for for online versus mode. So they, it does this weird thing where it like it like it underclocks the timers the 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 clocks get unsynced. So all of a sudden you have this weird like fast forwarded uh, option thing that comes up. Let's back up and be hyperbolic about this for a quick second because it deserves it. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. The netcode of of Street Fighter Five has been trash. Yeah, it's unplayable trash. Like, yeah, and we're not totally joking. Like, undefendably kind of bad. Like, worse than Street Fighter Fours. Yeah, it it it, it's really really bad. So, um, Capcom has yet to ever have yet to ever a fix for it until one day, a modder reverse engineered it and. Fixed it in three days. One dude on his own. And now people who have the fix done. So when you do like PC to PC connections, you can play people from across the world with no lag issues. Like none of the clock issues that you would have with versus mode. There is a count to that, though. Mm hmm. It's not working for crossplay though. It's no. apparently making PS4 users experience even worse. Yeah. That, which is probably why they didn't try to fix it. They probably just felt like any fix would just screw up crossplay. And it apparently has. At the same time, so, though, too, other people have gotten crossplay to work better than this. I do not that's not an excuse anymore. Yeah, I gotta I gotta say it. I mean Capcom. I think no. Yeah. I, but I think that is a problem with because they are trying to work with with a yeah. game that, in particular, very very, you don't want to have any oh, lag. I, like you really can't have lag in, in, a, in a fighting game. Took. I still think it's a bullshit stance. But just knowing a bit about netcode, yeah. it's very complex thing, and that's that's why it's you know trying to make it work for one thing. Because for especially the cross console things, if it was just for PC, if it was just for a console, it wouldn't be. It likely wouldn't have been an issue so much. But because they're trying to minimize lag as much as possible, like having no lag, uh, and no latency, no uh, like input latency, which are two things that are absolutely necessary for a fighting yeah. game. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, it's. I wouldn't want to deal with trying to do cross console sinking like that that seems like a nightmare yeah it, it's it's apparently interesting because a lot of people are like for example ultra david who's a pretty big name in in the fgc 
uh, said from Calgary will play people from Texas, Toronto, Georgia, North Carolina, even places like Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, and was able to connect or was able to play from okay to playable. Like hmm. it was, it it worked. Yeah, and the fact that like a a fucking modder, like not, to, not I'm saying that sounds like I'm saying it in a bad way, but the fact that a multi million dollar company not resolve this shit, but a modder who took three days of his own time to do it was able to fix one of the biggest issues plaguing online play for Street Fighter V. Holy shit, Capcom, way to drop the fucking ball. Yeah, but I do have to say the fact that it's, that it's screw up, but it does screw up people playing yeah, it's not on the... But man, does it make things better for a large, yeah, large population. Yeah. yeah. But I've also seen a lot of people say when they set their stuff to PS4 only, they're not finding any matches because everyone's been set to P- PC yeah. only. And they've been working just fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> On the opposite end of the spectrum, we have uh, Rainbow Six Siege, which has been the victim of DDoS attacks over the years, and Ubisoft is going after them, lawsuit style. Oh, yeah. Which I think is is going to be some interesting ground. And so they're not just going after one person. So this is where it gets kind of weird. So Ubisoft has filed a lawsuit against the owners of an alleged distribution denial of service attack website, kind of like, um, like that low, the low orbit article can or whatever the fuck it's called that Anon has. Mm. That's been used. The result of this, they're not going after one person. They have kind of, we're going after a lot of people, not just in one place, kind of globally. <laughs> Which is interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm for it. Fuck them. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like the fact that they're just I think I don't know. In this case, they are harming, you know, these DDoSers, yeah. but I, I don't think going after the company that provides the tools to do DDoSing is going to be as effective as they think it's going they, to be. they have said that they've noticed a 90% a 93% drop in the frequency of attacks since announcing this lawsuit. Yeah. That's not nothing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That theory may have some legs. So yeah, and so we'll we'll see how this plays yeah. with the courts. I think it'll be interesting because the big thing is, and I'm not a lawyer, so I can't really speak too much to this, but the whole, you know, proof to cause harm. Uh, I I think we're we're reaching a digital age. Well, I mean, we're already in a digital age where DDoS attacks are causing some real, you know, definite monetary yeah. harm and have been for a while. But it's like the laws on this stuff and the precedent is not very solid still right now. So, I mean, there's a whole lot up in there for how, for how the, you know, what type of judgment is made ultimately in this, in this case. And everything at this point is going to have very far, far reaching consequences, any, you know, good or bad. Yeah. I, as far as the way it's decided I, here. So this is, this is pretty I important. Also, like it's, Courtesy of a very weird thing I found myself in, uh, dealing with this week. I I found myself thinking about kind of like truly and not fucked up people get to be because of the anonymity on the internet kind of thing. Like this only works yeah. if there's no ramifications for DDoSing. 
Oh, now there are ramifications for DDoSing. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, you, you've add, you essentially added a stakes to doing this inherently illegal kind of thing. Like, it's it, 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 it kind of like, what's, yeah. what's the crime of hacking? Oh, it, it's what was the crime of hacking? They got defined. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's like, I don't think there should be a punishment for being anonymous. But I think we should, there should be a punishment for doing bad things. Yeah, and there things, should be ways of punishing which people is that what do this, indeed do bad things under the, this, under the skies of being anonymous. Yeah. Well, last but not least, this week we're going to wind Alex up, and um, I know I'm going to regret <laughs> asking this, but uh, so there, there was a new patch. Yes, the big 8.3 transition patch and, thing uh, that talks about fixing a lot of the issues. My understanding was that it, like, it, uh, it added eldritch horrors to the game of some kind, and may ironically, as a result of this, unleashed actual eldritch horrors into the game? Something similar to it, yes. We have, uh... We <laughs> so we have Nazoth, who's essentially broken free, and Nazoth is obviously based off of a Lovecraftian-esque character. <laughs> so, um... But it's it's kind of fitting. This patch that are definitely a nightmare. Um, where do I start? As a resident WoW reporter kind of thing, was before this patch? Mm, okay. Not really. So, this is supposed to kind of... <laughs> okay, so... Let's let's go down the list here. One of the biggest complaints that's been about WoW uh, recently is aspect of what's called Titan Forging, sure. where when an item drops for you, it randomly has a chance of rolling better, like upgraded stats or a socket and things like that. So, like let's say you have a four fifty five or let's have a four forty five item level uh, weapon, for mm -hmm. example, it could Titan Forge. And there's no way of predicting it to a 455 weapon with a socket or something like that, which is probably one of the best things you can get for it. But every item in the game essentially has this random chance to proc something better. The best way yeah. I've seen it described is imagine you go to McDonald's and you order a six piece nugget meal. You pay your, let's say, $5, you get your meal. Let's say the person in line behind you also orders a six nugget meal, but their stuff McTitan forged, and now they have a 20 piece nugget meal with large fries <laughs> and a large drink, and they paid the same $5 you did. The best way I've ever heard it described. Surprise mechanics. Yes. <laughs> so it, it basically eliminated what was originally back in the day known as a, a best in slot list, because back in old WoW, you had a determined set best and set for your character. So the best weapon for your character will always be this weapon for this tier. But no, if you get a normal weapon and then a Titan Forge other weapon that doesn't have as good stats, it's better because there's more of it kind of thing. So it, it, it's kind of what they've been talking about. Like that's been a bit. So they talked about it at BlizzCon that they're getting rid of Titan Forging. And for this patch, they're adding a new system, which is called Corruption. Which is no more RNG, and it's really bad. Okay. So instead, of, so instead of having, for example, the chance to roll a socket or a higher item level, 
your items now have a chance to roll a corruption effect. So, for example, now you get a proc that gives you additional 12% of crit rating from all gear okay. kind of thing. Or, yeah, so additional crit rating, additional haste rating, additional mastery rating. It, yeah, so additional, like, additional stat ratings, either like it would be a proc or a flat amount. You also have special damaging procs that could happen. And it's just, it's way more RNG than before. So it was like this whole... So go- going hey guys, back to our McDonald's metaphor, this would be like uh-huh. ordering, I don't know, like a, what's a McDonald's thing? Like a, the Big Mac. Let's, let's say, let's say you yeah. order a Big Mac meal. And when you ordered it and your item arrives, not only did you get a Big Mac meal, but you got 40 nugget boxes right, on the side. Like, what do I have to do to get my Big Mac to turn into a Baconator from Wendy's? Like, is that the level of fucked up this is where, like, we've successfully turned this into a totally different and better thing? Yes and no, because you're still getting gotcha. your Big Mac, but you're just getting a bunch of extra shit on it. Mm. So, um, okay, so it would like, be like oh, if I got I, a Big Mac and instead of getting a Big Mac, they gave me a McGangbang. Got it. Okay. Yes, that. Uh huh. And the thing is, sometimes it rolls something like you like. So if you ordered a Big Mac meal, you got a bigger Big Mac meal and a larger fries. What they're doing now is you're getting a Big Mac meal, and then they're probably going to throw in a filet of fish or just the fish. <laughs> I didn't even ask for this. Well, it sucks to be you. No. <laughs> well, that's what you're getting. So some things are just really good procs, and some things are really shitty. But here's the fun part. Imagine that special extra item you got, like the filet of fish, has a chance to make you fucking sick if you eat it. So it's a filet of fish. <laughs> got it. That's the perfect metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> because it turns out the corruption uh, makes it so you have certain bad things happen. For example, if you have even one point of corruption, you have a random chance to get snared by a tentacle so you run slower. If you go over Why to are you just co- describing <laughs> the filet of fish, Alex? <laughs> Oh, it gets it gets better. If you hit twenty corruption, you have a random eyeball that spawns around you and will continue to hit you and stack dam. It ramps up damage and does more and more the more you stand in it until you move out of. Said Again, circle. this is just the fillet of fish. And assuming how <laughs> how big the circle gets, which coincides with how much fillet of fish you eat, um, the circle is bigger and bigger until you reach forty corruption <gasps> damage. Ready for what this means? When you hit 40 corruption damage, it means that a magical filet of fish sandwich will spawn on you and you. And if it touches you, it explodes and does damage. So you have items that potentially cause a shadow version of yourself to spawn, and you have to run away from the shadow version of yourself. Simply by wearing gear that it has additional stats. Surprise! Mm-hmm. I love this metaphor so much. <laughs> oh and it gets even better ready for this one let's say you're above i think like 80 corruption or something or 70 corruption when that happens everything is 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 enhanced and if the shadow touches you the filet of fish blows up spawns a tentacle that slows you down spawns a giant eyeball that makes you slow down and you have to still follow all the other mechanics so so what do you do to counteract the filet of fish so in order for you to collect, counteract the filet of fish, you do the equivalent of taking it to the manager, who is in this case an NPC named Mother, and you tell them, I don't want all this crazy corruption. Please take it back. 
And they cleanse the item, essentially taking away the flay of fish and giving you your so big So it's mac. not really a and penalty big for mac. getting corrupted gear. Like, it's, it's just inconvenient. It, but if you, well, the but thing it takes is though, off the good, too, right? It does. It's bad. It also removes the good. So now you don't have, like, if you go and take your whole meal wait, wait, so, so, so mother. So let, me, let me make sure I'm using this correctly, that I'm following this narrative correctly. So <laughs> you, you order a burger, and it comes to free fish and a bunch of other stuff. The other stuff is cool. But you're like, ah, oh, man, that's a fillet of fish. And you eat the fillet of fish, and it like straight poisons you, and summons eldritch horrors, and like eyeballs start floating you around. But like, you've still eaten the rest of the food, so you're kind of like, well, I'll go deal with this, I guess, now that I've eaten it. And then the manager punches you in the stomach, rendering the meal useless, except for like the base thing you got. <laughs> Not necessarily punching you. It's what happens is you take your whole meal tray to the front counter. And you say, hey, I don't want all this extra shit. This might be causing problems. And they say, no problem. So they technically take your tray, they remove the filet of fish and everything else, and just give you your original meal. So you have your Big Mac, your fries, your drink. No more eldritch horror filet of fish. But also no more 20 pack of chicken nuggets. Yeah, but they also took your nuggets. And they also took all your pies. And you had to walk back to the counter. Got it. Yep. So... <laughs> And the, is, the name tag is on the, the employee's vendor, like, mother. in a convenient place, or is it out in the fucking wilds? Eh, it's a fairly convenient place to go okay. to. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... So that's the first thing. The second <laughs> thing is, they did give you a legendary cloak, which is kind of neat, but the problem is, there's a lot of other issues with the mechanics in terms of leveling up the cloak, because the cloak makes you... So, <laughs> okay, so, let's say the game gives you a jacket and when you wear this jacket it reduces the uh, the reduces the negative effects of the fillet of fish you ate okay so you have that but in order for you to go and level up the in order for you to level up the cloak that makes you more resistant to fillet of fish sickness you have to run around doing a bunch of different random items, collecting a bunch of different currencies to go into a nightmare scenario where everything is infected by filet of fish in order to level up your cloak. So it's like getting food poisoning to build up a tolerance to food poisoning. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds rotten, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It's... <sighs> This whole patch is like it's. I want to like it because there are certain things that are really good about it that I enjoy. Oh yeah, but it there's sounds. This, it could have been cool. This corruption thing is just really, I think, dumb. Like mm. going back to having old best in slot lists was great, but sometimes it's just it just doesn't work. And when I say it doesn't work is you're supposed to get pieces of gear that drop at the end of you going into the filet of fish nightmare. And some people aren't getting any drops. In fact, some people who have the corruption items aren't even getting all the positive effects to proc at all. Huh? So, bop, bop. so aside from the fact that they had to eat a filet of fish, they like went to open up their McNuggets and they're eating them, but they're not actually getting full off of them. No, it's like or opening they, your box they, of nuggets they, and the box is empty. Yeah. Oh. There's nothing there. Like, Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> uh, well played, Blizzard. Oh, I, we're scratching the surface, baby. Oh, we're oh, not gosh. done. There's more. 
Oh, there's Same. more. Oh god. Remember when I said? Remember when I said they were going uh, six style? You, you did mention mm. this, yes. Yeah. So they just released an updated version of the auction house, mm. and it turns out items you deposit into the auction house and the gold you're supposed to receive are disappearing. So people awesome. aren't getting their shit. Uh, <laughs> straight up stolen. Yep. So well done. the new auction house is pretty garbage or people aren't getting their full amounts. It's yeah, it's pretty bad. So there's that. Um, but let me, <laughs> okay. So somebody wrote up a really great summary on this and I wanted to, when I talked about the farming currency to get the cloak done, right? Really quick. This is the best summary I heard about it. I need to kill 27 more scary boys to get my next 15 spooky mojos to combine to get a big bag of oof. I can then turn in my big bag of Tarathion, who will give me a creepy sack that mother will use to open a door to the scare zone. Once I enter the scare zone, I fight Dark Shadow Thrall and kill him to get a scary story. Rathion will exchange the scary story for a nightlight. When I use the nightlight on my cloak, it gains, it gains three eye level. And that's essentially the process. To the level fact up the, the character's called Mother actually fucking makes this whole thing even weirder. It, it's a Titan thing. I actually won't give him. I, I, I won't call him. Stop negative, the f- naming God's mother. It's just. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so there's the auction house stuff being broken there. The rare mobs rarely spawning and which is more than usual, except when you tie it into a daily quest you have to do, it makes it difficult to do the daily quest stuff you're supposed to do. Oh, and the best part. There's a quest you have to do to get to 8.3 that gets you into all the new content for to do. Mm. So before you can see and actually start using the new content, you have a three hour time gate built in just to get to the end where you can start grinding the rest of the stuff out. Mm. Mm. It's it's real bad. I oh, blizzard. You just keep delivering. <laughs> Yeah, and there's just tons of stuff that's broken, like this, like stuff not proccing and other things. And it's great because, like, this is stuff that they said, oh, well, we're, we're trying to shine away from this and it's going to make things better. But it hasn't. I think this system is really shitty speaking because there's one corruption effect that literally has been giving people stupid, obscene levels of DPS because the item is so broken. So unless you have this rare one, you're going to be at a disadvantage because it's such a huge swing. Um, The itemization for some characters is garbage because a caster trinket is the best in slot trinket for a bunch of physical melee characters. So it, so yeah, so there's a there's a sh- there's a trinket called psych psychic or psyche shredder, which only drops for casters, mind you. Again, only drops for casters, but it's a best in slot trinket for a lot of melee characters. So imagine having to ask a mage to give up their trinket to a warrior because it's a best in slot trinket for a warrior. Mm. Mind you, the trinket has intellect on it, so it does absolutely nothing stat-wise for the warrior. It's just the proc on it is so fucking good, and it's good best in slot for a lot of melee characters. It's a shit show, friends. Horrible itemization, this stupid corruption system. Like, I was really, I had good feelings about this patch, and ah, god damn it. 
Hey, Blizzard really does know how to disappoint sometimes. Uh, sometimes? Mm, yeah. And so there's just a lot of quality control stuff that could have been resolved if they didn't fire 800 people last year. Yep. Mm, mm. Yeah, because there's a lot of quality of life shit that should have been looked at. Items not dropping for certain people. Oh, I can't even wait till the raid comes out because the raid doesn't come out till next week. So next week we have our first taste of Nihilotha. And then the following week starts the mythic race for World First. And I imagine it doesn't matter if you're good, if you have enough people on your team with a stupid good uh, infinite stars corruption aspects, you're going to shit damage, like stupid good damage. So, anyway, that's my rant for this week. That's all I can think of. As the, as the patch comes up, like goes on, I'll, I'll let you guys know. But yeah, upon release, this patch has been kind of a fucking shit show. Sounds it. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Blizzard bad. Blizzard's almost as bad as Epic. Am I right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Don't say you should stop playing WoW, Alex. <sighs> I know. That's the problem. I know it's an addiction. Uh, hey guys, Shadow Shadowlands will fix it, right? Yep, they'll <laughs> fix everything. Yeah, like we talk about this every time we talk about WoW. Like, <laughs> could Shadowlands be your last expansion hmm. potentially? I don't know. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, that's fair enough. I got. <laughs> yeah. I remember to keep those silences in there. Yeah, no, definitely keep the silence. It's well deserved. Oh, boy, <laughs> that was fucking. Pause for dramatic effect. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yarp. The dramaticist. Okay. Um, that brings us to the end of our news with quite a. I. <laughs> Is it worth adding WoW expansion? Was it eight or something to the ranked shit show list? I think BFA is a bigger shit show than any of expansion they've ever had. Okay, I, would you like to add WoW Battle for Azeroth to the shit show list? Yes, I think it definitely not. I def, it definitely would qualify for that level. Sure. So, all right. So to, to refresh people's memories, sitting at number one is Fire Festival. Followed by Spider-Man the Musical, followed by Star Citizen Saga, followed by Year One of E3 Public Tickets, followed by THQ Nordics 8chan AMA, followed by Pokemon Go Con, followed by E for All, followed by Dash Con, followed by Fortnite Live. Where do I you feel, feel this have... one ranks? Um, I think I think we just added to number ten on the Fair list. Enough. I mean, considering people haven't died like fucking Spider-Man the Musical. <laughs> yes, that that's, yeah. that is the problem with this the... list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, at least Blizzard isn't doing any fucking AMAs on 8chan or any other crazy shit like that. Yep. People didn't have to travel to it. All right. It's officially on the list. There we go. I can't believe that rant was enough to finally get it added to the list. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> When I ask a question like, will this maybe be your last WoW expansion, and you don't have, like, an answer to that, that's when it makes the list. You I know. mean, okay, so look, I already bought Shadowlands. No, I know you did, like, but, like, 
the, the fact that like you've bought the expansion and when I ask that question, you're a lot like, oh, it's not that bad or Matrix Online or whatever, man. It's just dead air silence of you being like, <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this in an honest way. Like, we, we have a lot of jokes about stop playing stuff. Destiny would have to fuck up pretty hard for me to go, I'm going to take some major time off. But the fact that like we got like dead air out of you on that question is the telling moment where it's like, man, it is breaking a veteran of this franchise slowly. Yeah. So, the, okay. I had some time to think about a response. If they ever broke the one thing about this game that I really enjoy, which is rating, mm. then I would quit. Well, and it sounds like they might be about to because they'll be a giant power advantage if you have that busted ass item. Yeah, I think. I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be really shitty when you have this literal RNG deciding who comes into raids. Sure. Especially when you're trying to push legit progression. No, sure. So, yeah. Yep. So, anyway, that's my rant for a while. Yeah. This, well. this, this season. It'll, it'll, I'm sure as patches come on and things will go, oh, I forgot, last thing! Holy shit, I can't believe, since I said the word patches, they cancelled eight, patch 8.3.5, so this is literally the last patch we'll get till Shadowlands comes out. When does Shadowlands come out officially? <laughs> 2020. End of 2020, roughly. So, <laughs> let's say it comes out in September, because that's when WoW patches seem to, that's when WoW expansions seem to drop. That means we have Nine months of dry content Damn. at this point. Oh, don't worry. That's not even the longest time they've had a dry content spell. When mm. they did um, Warlords of Draenor, they went 13 months without a big patch upgrade sure. between the last patch and expansion release. Well, they mm. went 13 months. Well, so with that in mind, a long time is for, there for that an much time game. between now and when this in theory drops? Like, is there enough stuff to do in that time? Uh, I mean, to a certain extent, but not really that much. Like, it's... Well, I mean, I guess what we see as later on as it comes out, but, like, as it stands right now, once you get your cloak up to, you know, 15, which is the max max level, um, you can keep doing the horrific visions for gem slots on your gear and... Things like that. Yeah, so. no, I, know, I, I know WoW is a loot-driven game the same way Destiny is and all that jazz, but, like, is there sufficient loot to chase? Uh, for the time being, yes. Okay. So. But, yeah, no, it's it's just crazy that we're going to have, like, literally they said, no, we're canceling patch 8.3.5. So. Which is usually, like, their big, like, epilogue patch that they wrap things up with. Sure. They're not having any of that. Hmm. So, and it, it, a lot of the theory suggests is that Battle for Azoth has been so bad they literally want to get out of it, so they canceled it so they can put way more time on Shadowlands. Sure, to get that polished because this has been real, real bad. Yeah, you're not the only WoW hardcore person I talk to, and a bunch of them have just jumped ship right to Final Fantasy 14 at this point. I don't blame them. Final yeah. Fantasy 14 does a really good job with their with their stuff. Yep. Yeah, like I, I, there's a couple of people I know that have like said, yeah, Battle for Azeroth is like they, they let their subscriptions lapse for the first time ever in WoW's history, kind of thing, and they're like, yeah, no, I'm out, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah, maybe I'll come back for Shadowlands, but I'm probably out. 
I don't blame them. <laughs> That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's odd because, like, one of the things, too, that's one of the biggest glaring things is that there's a mechanic that came out in 8.2 that affects your character so much that you can't raid without doing old content in 8.2 to be relevant in 8.3. And that is the essence system, which was only added because there were classes that were severely lacking in some like some of their like rotation and, and gameplay. So they added this essence hot like we we to this day we feel it's a it's a band-aid fix that was added, but now it's so essential to the game right currently that if you don't have the right essences farmed up doing old quest content, that you're not relevant in this tier. We may do a special battle for Azeroth thing once this is all cooled down. So I'm just an episode of that because I am fascinated at this point. We probably shouldn't chew up too much more podcast time talking about this because we're not a WoW podcast. But like, I, it's I would actually would love to do an epilogue episode sure. before leading yeah. up to Shadowlands. We, we like may it do gives that sometime in the future. Together. Yeah, it, mostly this is a. It is. I'm not saying I find your misery on this topic fascinating. But like when you have a group like the people that are still playing WoW hardcore and you have people like this disgruntled by it and like, yeah, it, in some weird ways, it sounds like Warlord for Draenor is still the worst expansion, but this has been more detrimental. I've, I would argue say Battle for Azeroth is the worst expansion. Really? Because I still got the impression people liked it like overall more than Warlords no. of Draenor, but like it's been more problematic to the game like it has actively turned people away more i think part of the reason battle for warlords of drainer kind of fizzled out the way it did was because the story didn't really kind of the story was really awkward on top of that but at least i've heard people say some of the best times that classes had flavor and existed was actually during mr pandaria and warlords of drainer sure some classes just felt really good to play like i think in warlords of drainer shamans could cast while moving like that was something you could do as a as an elemental shop, mm. which felt mm. good in like exercise because like, I mean, you didn't have a lot of stuff you could do with a shaman back then, but the fact that you were a mobile caster was really a nice thing that made it yeah. stand out. Like that's what made it shine, and so they took out that stuff, and there's just been a lot of class pruning and things like that. No, yeah, too. It was that, also like the, its its weakness was the fact that it was the first bad WoW expansion in some ways. Yeah, yeah, and it's mainly due to like content drought and story yeah but this game the content has just been i mean there's stuff to do but there's just a bunch of stupid shit to grind like you have to grind artifact power doing world quests for your neck level in order to unlock essences that are locked behind dungeons and other time gating that you can't bypass or shorten in any way possible and then you have to level up a cloak as you level up your neck and then hope that Orange Jesus gives you the infinite stars trait for your corruption so you can shit on damage and not get killed by the filet of fish. Back to the filet of fish, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> I think if we had a title for this podcast episode, it's Lovecraftian filet of fish or something. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. I'll put that down on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, I think uh, I think when we get closer to Shadowlands, having a Battle for Azeroth roundup. Yeah, we, we do that occasionally for thing. games. I meant to do one for Destiny Two going into 
the current season and stuff. I was going around with some Destiny players, but I w- we'll talk more about this off the podcast. No need to bore our listeners with more behind the scenes. Yeah, I actually stuff. think that'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, all right. Uh, we we still we ha- we we delayed gratification, if you will. We we engaged in a tantric email reading from last week to this week. I don't know mm-hmm. why I make this as dirty as I can, but I am. <laughs> and now for release. And now for release, if you will. Um, <laughs> God, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, well, we got one email that we, that spilled over from last week because we did not read it because I thought it would be more fun with um, both of y'all here, and I think it will be. It's it's a continuation of our hockey slang thing, but <laughs> if you wanted to send us an email. How would you go about doing that, Henry? You would type into your favorite email browser, uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells it sounds down in the show notes. Um, I'm going to let you guys guess who this came in from once we get through more of it. Uh, we'll, we'll start off and just I'll, I'll read the email, if you will. Hello, fuckers. It's been a hot minute since I harassed you all, but this time I return with a game. Recently, Alex and mostly Henry were challenged with guessing hockey terms by Nicholas of Edmonton, potentially somewhere in Canada, according to Charlie, and hometown of the Oilers. Yeah, that's why I'm guessing it was Canada. Connor McDavid is a stud, and I think Mike Smith may hold the record for most pucks. Pucks lost it to in his in his jersey. Congrats on your recent win, by the way. Don't worry, the Bruins will some will will some will somehow have enough ener- uh, overtime losses to find their way into first place. This is a miracle. This is a magical year. I have returned to play the same game, but this time I have a twist. I have more hockey terms. And I want Alex to come up with wow terms and Henry to come up with anime terms for me slash the rest <laughs> of the cast to guess at. I will write the following week with my answers and the audience can feel free to play along with as well. Scouts honor. I won't look any of them up. All right, your first word, clapper. Um, a magical fixture where you can turn lights on with the sound of clapping. Clap on. It's a slap shot. Okay. Dinger. Uh, that's a shot that hits the rim of the net. That would be my guess, too. You're not wrong. You just used the wrong words for it. It's when a puck hits the post in the net. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket was a dinger. God, that's a jargon-heavy sentence. Uh, bender. <laughs> uh, when a bunch of hockey players collide chasing the puck and just fucking slam into each other. Henry? Bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> so Alex wasn't that far off again with his guess. Uh, it means a person who was bad at skating. It's kind of close to that one. Poser. Oh, okay. Um, isn't that a a name for like somebody from a particular college? Oh, that's Hooser. That's Hooser. Oh, Hoser. Um, it's, uh, God, I've heard it before too. You have. Ah, uh, I I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, it's an insult, meaning a person from on the losing team because the losing team had to hose down the uh, rink after uh, before Zambonis existed. It literally, this was like hosing down the ice with a hose like you, you're out there hmm. just spreading water to fill in the sl- the marks from the skates uh, it, it's taken on a bit of a weird meaning kind of in modern society too like it's 
I'm trying to remember what show it was that they had a joke where they had like the rare Canadian hosers, which I, it means more than just you lost. It also means like deadbeat occasionally. Mm. And fuck up. I knew I, I knew it was an insult, but yeah. Yeah. Making a snow angel. I would say literally, or somebody who got knocked on their ass and got laid out. Close. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I, I would guess the same. So you got close because when a goalie makes a save lying on his her back. Oh. Like a dive, essentially. Or just fell backwards and still got it. Pylon. Is Hot. that one where a bunch of people end up stacked on top of each other? No. Or? I don't know. Uh, big dumb guy. Probably a defenseman. <laughs> Waffle. Uh, isn't that the puck? No, that's the biscuit. Okay. All this breakfast food. Now I'm hungry. I know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Waffle is a goalie's blocker. So, um, goalies get two gloves, the kind of square looking one. That's the waffle. Oh, okay. It also might be the leg pads, actually. I, I could be confusing that one. I think yeah, it's, it's blocker, so I'm pretty sure it's. Lamp. Lamp? Lamp. I don't know. I love lamp. <laughs> uh, the light behind the net that is lit whenever there is a goal. Uh, to to mm. add to your dumb hockey slang, there's a concept of red light burn because the lamp is red. If you get scored on a bunch, you have a red light burn. Mm. Like a sunburn, but for hockey people that never see the sun. Mm. <laughs> Muffin. Holy shit, there is a lot of food on this list. <laughs> Muffin. Uh, yeah, no clue. Yeah. Uh, I, is there again, I would have guessed Puck again. Yeah, I would have guessed Puck a again. A soft shot. I'm going to use one in sentence because it's kind of hard to understand without the sentence. You're going to keep serving up muffins like that? Mm. Oh. Okay. Splitting chiclets. Somebody gets hit in the nuts. All thing is somebody gets hit in the teeth. teeth. Losing teeth. Oh, shit. Yep. Chicklets, yeah. I'll save the end of that email for um, the end of the podcast. It's relevant there. Uh, you got to guess as to who it was. Oh, it's Jeff. Yeah, it's obviously Jeff. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, it's Jeff, right? Jeff. First of all, the moment... I, okay, you want to know when I knew it was Jeff? When you opened with, hey, fuckers. Yep. <laughs> it's it's hostile. It's either Charlie or Jeff, and Charlie's right here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. All right, let's 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 do your half of the game now. I got a page opened up for it. Um, let's do some WoW terms and anime terms that might be obscure for people. Um, can we add to both lists, or is it like a combined? I'll list? say yeah. Fuck it, go for it. Uh, I'll throw an easy one. Nani. No, that's too easy. <sighs> okay. Uh, Let's just do you speak forging. Japanese or not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not really so much like animus. I feel like the isekai stuff. That might be a appropriate one for the list, though. Yeah. How do you spell that? Well, I think I S E K A I probably. Yeah, A I. Yeah, isekai. Yeah. 
Mm, I'm gonna say all right. So I'll add a couple here. These are yep. because they're related. They might actually help. There's a sort of uh, something known as dere. There's sundere and yandere. All right, sundere is T S U N D E R E. Sorry, self spell that again. T S U N D E R E. Sundere, and then there's yandere. Uh, which is Y-A-N-D-E-R-E. I will post all of these words in list form in the show notes, by the way, so you don't have to be scribbling it down right now. I will make these accessible for people. Okay. You got any wow terms right. yet, Alex? Um, like, yeah. Ding, maybe? Do people still use <laughs> ding? Uh, I mean, yeah, no, not really, but sure. Okay, so we'll throw in ding. We'll throw in war mode. Uh, we'll throw in farming. Let's see. Um, Smurf. Smurf's another good one. That's a classic. Specifically the WoW definition of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not much, like, Unless I'm using specific actual wow. I think you terms. say I think you don't realize you say a lot of stuff that I don't know yeah, what you're saying I, sometimes. I think I think well, you're I threw in Titan forging. But it's like just even like specking and things like that aren't necessarily things that people know. That's true. So let's say, yeah, specs. Yeah. DPS. I mean that's the thing. It's like I think you use an awful lot of terminology and you don't realize it because you're so yep. deeply in it. I know, like the, I, I, I suspect I'm aware, that Henry I'm has no that. idea what the fuck a Smurf is in context to WoW because there's a really specific no. meaning for that one. See, I haven't I haven't played WoW since like 2007 or six. Smurfing I mean, didn't exist then. Yeah, yeah, so I have no idea. So yeah, I think yeah, you probably know a lot more. Okay. Weird term, like not well known terminology. Uh, they turtling Alterac Valley. I just say turtling. Yeah. that would work. Um, zerging. We can go with. Um. Hmm. Specs zerging, turtling, uh, bop. I don't know that one even. I'll I'll tell you guys off oh, the podcast. Fair enough. Or next week. <laughs> yeah, you you can even throw in bop or sack. Uh, pop a CD. Suppose it sounds as in pop a CD as in compact disc. Like, yeah, literally okay. the way it's yeah, pop a CD. Uh, or you could also say yeah, pop a CD will work. Um, hmm, that's a good list. We can go back to anime for a couple of minutes if you want to. Think up more. Right. I definitely have yep. more. Uh, Chunibio, C H U N I B Y. I'll just have you fix the spellings afterwards. There's no way I'm <laughs> getting right. these oh, right. Let me, let me let me see where you're putting them, uh, list wise, or where are you putting them? Are you you're not putting them? Okay. Uh, or here we go. Yep. All right. Oh, I'll just yeah. start putting some in there. I'll read them off as you put them in. Butcher the pronunciation on them. All right. And, uh, Moe? That one might be an easy one, but. 
Yeah, they may, they may they may actually know what that is. I feel like you could go like base with a harem or shit like that, even. Yeah, harem and reverse. Well, reverse, reverse harem, harem, definitely. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, trying to think of things that maybe people wouldn't know. Um, let's see. Ahoge. All right, so I'll. Probably don't know what that is. Um, let's see what else. What else? Um, some of these probably. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to think of terms that somebody doesn't really know. Uh, dojiko, maybe. Wouldn't know. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Uh, people probably know what Yaoi is, I bet. Do you? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. yes. Okay, <laughs> just curious. I was like, that's, that's probably one that's a little more known. I know Yuri, I know Yaoi, I love... I know all the pervert yeah. terms. Uh, Guro. Okay. This is a thing I'm not sure everybody would necessarily know. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Uh, this one may not be as well known. Yon Koma. Yeah. That's a pretty good list. I mean, that's about 10 terms. We aren't, we don't want to go too nuts. We don't need yeah. like 100 terms. So I think that's, yeah, that's I think a good list. Good. Any last minute ones yeah. you want to add for WoW, Alex? No, I think that's good. All right. All right, to read off the list, for anime terms, we have Isekai, Sundere, Yandere, Shunibo. Yo. Shunibyo, sorry. Moe, Reverse Harem, Ahoge, oh. Dojiko, Gudo, and Yon- Yonkoma. Yeah, Yonkoma. And for WoW, we have Ding, War Mode, Farming, Smurf, Spec slash Specking, uh, Turtling, Zerging, Bop slash Sack, and Papa CD. That works for now. Yep. We shall have the. We will happily read off your ideas of what the hell these things mean next week. <laughs> you send them in. I will again. I will put a list of these down in the show notes for easy reference with actual correct spelling. Oh, I yeah. have one more. I want to throw Go in for there. it. DC. 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 Yeah. Just DCED. Just DC. The letter two. All right. Just DC. Like ACDC. Gotcha. The good half of ACDC. <laughs> All right, that, that's for the podcast this week. We just had the one email. Uh, please no more hockey slag emails for a couple of weeks. I find them fun, but <laughs> I can feel Alex and Henry just being like, we're going to kill this fucker through the podcast. <laughs> Make us look like idiots, uncultured swine that don't know hockey terms of like weird degenerates. Yep, yeah, they're right. <laughs> Fucking hosers they all are. But yeah, any last minute stuff we want to talk about before we close this out this week? Uh, no, not at the moment. Other than uh, I won't be here next week. Yep. Um, redoing my whole moving thing, so um, I should be back the following week, and I look forward to hearing all the answers that uh, will be provided to the. You're right, we may we'll, we'll give you guys two weeks actually to write in, so we can have everyone here for them. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Okay. So I will post these next week and this week. As part of the show notes, so you got a little time. Yep. Alrighty. 
Anything else? Mm, no, nothing else, really. All right, then we return to Jeff's email. Give your balls a tug, tick fuckers, and cue the metal. Ah!